Here's a message from Ken Lavica. 16 years in the NBA, age 36, and finally a household name, an elite player, Chris Paul, is going to the NBA Finals. And it made me reminisce about some of the other late bloomers in sports. And it just makes you feel good no matter how you felt about the player previously in his career. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, no, no. Stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It's still wild to me that Chris Paul's been around forever. I mean, forever. And in countless places, countless coaches, countless teammates, teams that largely underperformed, yet here he is with the Phoenix Suns, a lottery team into the Western Conference champions. And honestly, it's a great thing. Ken Levick alive here on a Thursday on ESPN 106.3. Joe Rigotti, uh, Coquel is on vacation. We are coming to you from the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the dazzling, sparkling Intracoastal, leading you in to a three-day weekend. Uh, and uh, by the way, that three-day weekend could be marred by our first tropical storm of the year. So as if, uh, as if we haven't had one hell of a last year and a half, Hey, enjoy the tropical storm that's uh, that's coming our way. Uh, we've got a lot to cover, and this is actually going to be the final live show of the week. We are going to do a best of tomorrow because, damn it, after three months, we we have so many best of shows. We just got to start unleashing them here on Ken Levick Alive. Memorable content. Um, but uh, we are going to get you set for your three-day weekend, your July 4th, if it doesn't get rained out because of the tropical storm. A little barbecue advice. A little barbecue advice with our friend Doug Mosley of Barbecue News Magazine. So he's going to hang out with us and give you, the home barbecuer, some tips for family and friends. Well, Chris Paul is an NBA, is a, a, a Western Conference champion. He's headed to the NBA Finals for the first time in his career. The Suns thrashed the Clippers last night as at Staples Center, and it also answered the question, at least one part of the question, what we were discussing yesterday, uh, who is the shorthanded team best equipped to win a title? And I said I didn't think it was the Clippers because they were going up against the healthiest team remaining, and they finally just got worn down. With no Kawhi, uh, having to rely on Paul George to put together back-to-back awesome games and a heroic performance, it just wasn't going to happen. And so Chris Paul is in. And as you can imagine, he was pretty reflective uh, after the game last night as the Suns finish it off in six. Here is the newly minted Western Conference champion after 16 years in the NBA after last night's Suns win. All the people around me, you know what I mean? And to do it here in L.A. with the Clippers, this is my family, too. I got here six hard years to the Clippers. We fought hard. A lot of these fans, Billy Crystal, that's my family. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So to do it here against a team that I got the utmost respect for, I'll always be a Clipper. I love these fans. You know what I mean? But this crew right here, <laughs> this crew right here, this game right here, They, they welcomed me with open arms. Coach, we did this 10 years ago in New Orleans, yes. and we still got a lot of work to do, but we're going to enjoy this. And my family up top, I love y'all. Y'all see them right there? That's my game. Straight up. 16 years of this. 16 years of surgeries, hard work, losses, bad losses, but we're going to enjoy tonight. We're going to enjoy it. And uh, I think that's well said. And I know that there are some that don't like Chris Paul because they think he's a jerk. Uh, he's a flopper. He's a whiner. But someone who has played at the level that he's played for 16 years and has come back better every time he's had a setback, and now he gets himself into an NBA Finals in the most unlikely stop possible for him to do so, I think that needs to be commended. And it's weird if there is a part of your brain that doesn't actually feel good about that. 
He's not the only one, though, in sports uh, where I've had this similar feeling. A guy who has toiled and toiled and toiled and finally did it. And it brings me, and I know this always goes back to me as a young Chicago fan, but this is how my brain works. Think about Frank Thomas, an MVP, a guy who was at the top of the sport. Would have won a World Series, and I don't care what you say, Yankees fans, Expos fans, he would have won a World Series in 1994. But the strike wiped that out. And then the White Sox go to a spell of bad. Yet he continues to play at a high level, an all-star. Then injuries start to plague him. He entered the majors in 1989, and then he only played 20 games or so in the 2005 season. But in those 20 games... He hit double-digit home runs. He did his part before he got re-injured. Was not part of the White Sox playoff run. Was not part of the White Sox in the World Series. But I will tell you, it was emotional to see Frank Thomas, the face of an organization that largely is overlooked in all of sports, and especially in that city, finally see the fruits of his labor come to fruition. Finally able to celebrate his peak of the sport. The very next year, he goes to Oakland. He finishes second in AL MVP voting. Like it was a little bit of a rebirth for him. But he finally did it. Peyton Manning, think about it. It took him a decade to win his first Super Bowl. Couldn't get past Brady. Didn't have a defense. And then finally, they have an emotional comeback in the AFC title game against Brady and the Patriots. And Peyton Manning, down here in South Florida, gets his. He would add on another Super Bowl championship with the Broncos, but it was a guy that you felt great for because he overcame what had been plaguing him, finally found a way, and at the top of his game, won a championship. There are a number of these guys you can point to where you just feel good for them because they deserve it, because they earned it. Hell, I'll throw a guy who eventually beat Peyton Manning into this. Drew Brees, an injury that could have ended his career. He was damaged goods. Nick Saban didn't want him. The Dolphins' doctors, Danny Cannell's father, didn't want him, said, nope, nope. He ends up in New Orleans, becomes a big part of that city rebuild after Katrina, and then wins a championship. So I ask you, like I've had this feeling about Chris Paul today, where you just feel good because he earned it because he deserved it who is an athlete that you felt great about finally getting to the top of the mountain who is an athlete that overcame adversity an athlete that earned it an athlete where it took forever and he or she finally hit the top of the mountain who's an athlete you have felt great and has finally broken through. 888-760-3776. 888-760-ESPN. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. A guy that finally broke through. And maybe it's a guy who won a championship early in his career, but then late in his career was able to do it again. I mean, I'll tell you, Aaron Rodgers, if he's able to finally... And I don't know if it's with the Packers or with someone else, but if he's finally able to get himself into a spot where he can win another championship, I feel real, real good for Aaron Rodgers. I love the stories of guys late in their career who are able to realize greatness. Now, it's not the same thing with Aaron Rodgers as it would be for a Peyton Manning or would be for a Chris Paul, but guys who get one last shot and they take advantage of it, and they get to the top. Chris Paul is in an NBA Finals, and the Suns, no matter who they play, the Bucs or the Hawks, are going to be the favorite in that NBA Finals. Like Chris Paul, who's an athlete you felt great for that has finally been able to get to the top of the sports mountain? 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by... The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Let's start out in West Palm. Let's go to Mike. Mike, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's going on, Mike? Hey, how you doing, man? Love the show so far. It's been great. Go ahead, I, Bob. I, I'm not sure. I, I, Kevin Garnett, did you mention him? 
I did not mention Kevin Garnett, and that is a really, really good one. And I, I think part of it, too, was his reaction after winning as well. I mean, just overcome right. with emotion, screaming into the microphone, because you know how much it, it meant to him. Uh, that's a great one. Are you a Celtics fan? I sure am. Yeah. Yeah, no, that um, let me let me ask you though, Mike. I do want to pick your brain because uh, the Ray Allen thing. Uh, I, I hate to take away from the great discussion about Kevin Garnett. I want to ask you how you feel about Ray Allen. Oh man, well I loved him when he was with us. That was a great <laughs> combination of those guys. Okay, but you know, I was I was happy for him. I was happy for the Heat actually when they won. You know, that was unbelievable to me. Oh, Mike, fan. I did not see that coming. Good. Okay. I, I just wanted... So he's not dead to you like he is to a good portion of Celtics fans and really to that whole group yeah. with the Celtics. Okay. All right. Well, no, Mike... No way. The, excellent. Excellent. Have a great 4th of July, okay? Hey, same to you. Be safe. All Thanks. right. All right. Mike in West Palm. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Um, I, I think, too, and uh, this it's so weird how sometimes I just revert to hockey. I'm not a hockey guy. I don't like a lot of hockey. Um, uh, but Ray Bork, I remember when the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, and Ray Bork had been playing for like 23, 24 seasons, uh, was in his 40s, and finally, and he was still a key component. He, he, was, he was putting in good shifts with the Avalanche at that age and won a Stanley Cup. I remember Gary Thorne focusing in on it as the Avalanche did it. And Ray Bork, for whatever reason, I don't know why uh, things stick in my brain the way that they do, but Ray Bork winning a Stanley Cup is one of those feel-good moments for a guy who finally did it. Kevin Garnett is a great one. I did not think of him. Kevin Garnett is, I mean, I suppose you could put Paul Pierce into that as well. If you're going to have Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, because he did it with that same Celtics team that... Uh, he had been the face of. I mean, he overcomes getting stabbed and coming back from that, and finally a group is put together where they can win a championship, and they had a decent run, and you can argue it was an underperforming run after that, but you can't argue with the fact that they did actually win a championship. But Garnett especially, uh, an MVP caliber player in a place that was never going to win a championship he brought them. He brought the Timberwolves to heights they've never been able to achieve since he was in Minnesota. That's a really good one. Uh, as we continue to talk about the athletes like CP3, the athletes that finally did it, and you feel great for them, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Which athletes finally were able to hit the top of the sports mountain and you feel great about it? Uh, I need to talk about what Pat Beverly did last night. Because that's straight-up punk bleep, what he pulled late in that game. So Chris Paul hits the dagger three. Game is over at that point. Fourth quarter. And Chris Paul walks by Pat Beverly after hitting a three. Timeout's called. Everybody's headed back to their benches. And Pat Beverly, after hearing whatever CP3 said, runs up behind Chris Paul and from behind shoves him in the back. That's the type of thing, if it doesn't happen on an NBA floor, say it happens at the park, I mean, Pat Beverly's taking a beating. That's the type of thing where you've got all of your boys contributing to that beating. Like, that was just punk stuff. And I know that Patrick Beverly takes a lot of pride in being the instigator. He takes a lot of pride in uh, being the tough guy, a lot of pride in being the pest But that was too far. I don't care what CP3 said to you at that moment or how frustrated you are. To shove Chris Paul from behind, one of those shoves that like bends your back in the opposite direction, that sucks. There's no need for that. Good job by the Suns, however, not throwing punches, not getting at Pat Beverly because they have the ultimate revenge in that spot. They've got more games to play. They can't take suspensions in the NBA Finals. They need to keep everybody eligible and ready to play. I I get why Clippers fans love Pat Beverly. He is the clear example of a guy that you love on your team and hate when he's the opponent. But that was punk stuff last night. There's no need for that. There's no excuse for that. And honestly, for Pat Beverly, that's embarrassing. That's so wildly embarrassing 
for a pro to be doing that? I mean, bro, you got punked on your home floor. Take your frustrations out elsewhere. This is the same guy who purposely broke Devin Booker's nose in three places earlier in the series. He's just a flat-out punk. If he would have done more in this series, maybe the Clippers would have been able to get to a Game 7. But don't take your frustrations out on Chris Paul, and don't do it to his back. Have the guts to get into his face. Get in his face and say your piece. Shoving Chris Paul in the back? Like, that's playground 13, 14-year-old stuff, and that's the thing that gets your ass beaten a second on the playground as well. Steve's in Wellington. Steve, you're on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Steve. Hey, you doing, bud? Uh, totally agree. Beverly's a little punk. I was hoping Crowder would have uh, pushed him or done something, but uh, to go back to what you are saying, yep. I was thinking about uh, one of the best defensive players of all time, the glove, Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yep, absolutely. And Jason Williams. You can go Jason Williams in that spot, too. Same exact team. I mean, Gary Payton able to win it with the Heat. Jason Williams able to win it after a career where uh, he was a he, he was my favorite player for a while. Post-Bulls uh, dynasty, what he did with the Kings. I think he was also misunderstood. Uh, and uh, them coming together, and Gary Payton's a great one. Like, that really is, because Gary Payton came close. With the Sonics, and I think you would agree, Steve, that Gary Payton also a little bit of a misunderstood player. Like, yeah, he had his run-ins with coaches. He could be a little bit aggressive, but that dude was a flat-out baller. One hundred percent. I was rooting for him on the Lakers too, and I think they got swept or lost yeah. to the Pistons. Yeah, they got swept by the Pistons. You're exactly right. And you know, it's funny you mentioned that because it, everything comes full circle. That was the source of one of our conversations about Phil Jackson earlier in the week, because he wrote that book after that season about that team, Gary Payton, Carl Malone, Shaq, and Kobe, and rip Kobe apart. And uh, we know what Scotty Pippen said about Phil Jackson earlier this week. Good stuff, Steve. Appreciate you. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Ken, you talk about them a lot. Why do you always talk about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program? Well, one, they're the damn title sponsor of the show, okay? Like, I'm going to talk about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, but two, it's because they get results. Like, I wouldn't talk about them. I wouldn't want them as the title sponsor of the show if they were just sort of this existing thing uh, that didn't yield results. No, 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 no. You don't last for 21 going on 22 years. You don't put as many students into the sports industry as they have without being something that is real and absolutely legit. I have friends who have been able to get their MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. I have colleagues, former and current, that have gotten their MBA in sport management at FAU, and they say... Hey, what Dr. Jim Reardon does, it's challenging, but it also has me fully prepared to get into my job in the sports industry. And they also all tell me, I can't believe how big the sports industry is, how many jobs there actually are in the sports industry uh, until I actually get my MBA in sport management. And I went in a completely different direction than I thought I would. That's the beauty of the FAU MBA sport management program. It is because you have... Professors who are in the sports industry teaching current, modern-day uh, curriculum. Things that are going to get you prepared. This is first-hand experience with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. And it doesn't matter if you're right out of college or you're a mother or a father. You have a family. You're in a whole different career, but you want to make a change. You can get your MBA in Sport Management at Florida Atlantic. Remote courses or courses on the Boca campus. All you have to do is go to fau.edu slash sport. FAU.edu slash MBA sport. Don't sit on this any longer. Make the move. Sign up for fall semester classes. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. It's the FAU MBA sport management program. Let's go to Jupiter. David is in Jupiter. David, you're on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, bud. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see what you guys thought. I, I know, you know, you guys might not be Cubs fans like me, but. They've got Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, mm-hmm. and I think even Contreras. Yep. So what do you think they're going to do? Sign one, sign two, and who do you think they'll let 
So uh, everybody's got their own theory. Well, David, let me speak to you as a White Sox fan, okay? So uh, I let, know. Let I me know. give you, give me your thoughts, David. All right. Uh, no, but let's. Uh, I, I do think, and I think you would agree. There's been so much smoke around Chris Bryant not being retained by the Cubs. Like that's probably going to be the first to go, right? Like it almost feels like you're seeing the last days of Chris Bryant as the trade deadline approaches. Do you feel the same way? I mean, I think that's the right move, but what can you – can they get a good know. enough haul? I don't know. You know, Cause this you, late in the game, I, I think know. they should have got rid of them a year or two ago. You're probably right, and they tried to hang on. And this is this is the issue that the, the shortened season brought, is that I think the Cubs are showing now what they probably were last year, but in a 60-game sample size, they were still able to make the postseason, and that forced tough decisions to be made, which was, hey – we're going to still go with this core, even if it's aging. And unfortunately, now they're in a spot where the core has been exposed, and you're going to have to make these decisions. So, yeah, you're not going to get the minor leaguer, the prospect hall that you thought you were going to, but you got to do it now as opposed to waiting another two, three months. Because, I, I mean, after what happened in Milwaukee, uh, they're sellers. There's no doubt that they're sellers. They're not going to get back into this. The Brewers are the class of that division. Um, but I think Bryant's probably the first one to go. I would be surprised if you saw Rizzo go. I still think that he is enough of a cornerstone of that team where you want him around for young guys in what might be a retooling. I don't want to call it a rebuild, but it certainly feels like a retooling is coming. Yeah, I I watched Rizzo uh, a couple weeks ago, and and at bat that went, I think, 14 pitches and ended up in a home run. I think he's the priority to sign, but... Well, I appreciate your thoughts, and uh, you know, I appreciate you holding your nose and letting me know uh, <laughs> objective hey, hey, David, uh, opinion I, I, on the Cubs. David, here's <laughs> my promise to you: as the White Sox inevitably go into August and then lose 13 straight and lose the division lead, you can call and give me hell, okay? Uh, that's a deal. <laughs> All right, I'll hold you to it. All right, perfect. Uh, and then I'll I'll probably be very mean and uh, very confrontational when that happens. Completely forgetting uh, what I've said here, but uh, that is my promise to David and Jupiter. When we return, college sports will never be the same, and it started just over twelve hours ago. I have a message to the naysayers. It's going to be okay. We'll talk about it more next. He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken LaVica and Chris Coquette. It's been two days and I miss Coquel so much. I'm actually fine. Joe Rigotti's here, and he is so much more consistent than Coquel is. Uh, NIL, name, image, likeness. You're going to hear a ton about it over the summer and a ton about it today because it is coming to effect on this July 1st in the state of Florida, and uh, it is an opportunity for student-athletes to make money, and you would think that college athletics as a whole is dead, that we're never going to see another college football game. We're never going to see another college basketball game the way some people are acting. You people need to calm down, and I'm going to tell you why in just a split second, but I want to make sure that you subscribe to the Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast. That is Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel, our sweet little podcast that comes out after every single show. Little insy bitsy pieces, segment per segment, or the full damn show. We've got it for you. Ken Levick Alive featuring Coquel Podcast every single day after we wrap up at 1 o'clock here on ESPN 106.3. We are about 10 minutes away from talking barbecue with Doug Mosley, Barbecue News Magazine, getting you set for your 4th of July weekend. I just want you to have the best possible barbecue you can have. So I do things for the people. I do things for you. And so we're going to bring in an authority, Doug Mosley, Barbecue News Magazine, to talk barbecue here in about 10 minutes. Uh, NIL has begun. You see the likes of the Eric King, the quarterback for Miami, announcing that he has a several thousand dollar uh endorsement deal already uh you also have uh several college athletes who have either signed on with beverage companies or hairdressers those are the variety of things that you've seen early on here in the first couple of of hours of nil in the states where this became law texas louisiana Florida, uh, uh, Georgia. So uh, it is, it's here, it has arrived, and there's already agreements in place. Florida Atlantic has already put together a full-fledged program to support its student-athletes and try and help them find endorsements. I mean, they've been on top of it. And I'm not just saying this because I'm the play-by-play voice of FAU, but I have been so overwhelmingly proud of the way that they didn't panic the athletic director, Brian White, when it looked like this was happening, and especially when Ron DeSantis signed this into law. It was, all right, well, let's figure it out, and let's make this the best possible thing we can do for our student-athletes. Sometimes at a school like FAU, or you're, you're reaching for the top, you're trying to get to a different level, things fall through the cracks. That has certainly happened at FAU before in, in, in different capacities. This, they have been on it from second one. So bravo to everybody at Florida Atlantic. But, of course, you're going to have the naysayers. And, uh, well, they get a college education. Why do they need to get paid? Or you have, like was tweeted earlier today by Jeff Goodman. He covers college basketball for Stadium. He tweeted the following. One high major basketball assistant coach, quote, I don't think I'm even going to go out on the road to recruit this month. I'm just going to work on NIL deals for players and recruits. That's probably the best way to get players now. Oh, cry about it. All right. For decades, millions and millions and billions and billions of dollars have been made off of the backs of student athletes. But they get the education and they get the books. It doesn't matter. It's disproportionate. They get a great college education. Listen, in my sports radio career, if I were to do this again from square one, there's no need for me to pay for four years of college, my parents to pay for four years of, uh, of college, for me to take out thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands of dollars in student loans to go to college like I did. I could have gotten into the radio industry without going to college. How does this apply to college sports? Because a lot of these student athletes are going because football or basketball is their college. The education part, they're not there for that. It's part of it because the NCAA says it has to be. For those of you that went to trade school, 
or for those of you that decided to work instead of going to college, for those of you that maybe had a job lined up through family and decided to work coming out of high school, you were able to make that decision. There weren't any strings attached unless it was like your parents saying, oh, if you want to still live at home, you've got to start paying rent. For a lot of these student athletes, going to college is actually their football training. And I'm going to use football as the example because that's the sport, the vast majority of these schools that makes the most money. The NCAA says they have to go to class. Okay, but they're not there for class. And then the NCAA is going to make an academic requirement to keep you eligible. And they're going to make an academic requirement to keep your team off probation and keep it at full scholarships. So you leave high school, you make a decision about your life that you are going to train for your career in football, but you also have an organization that's making money off of you and a school that's making money off of you that also says, oh yeah, by the way, you need to take 15 hours a week plus studying, plus practice, and that's got to be a part of your college experience as well. When you don't go to college, you go to trade school, no one's saying you have to go do something additional in order for you to get your degree, in order for you to uh, put yourself into a position for a job. But in college athletics, you do. Oh, well, why don't they just work? Why don't they work at the cafeteria? Why do they make money that way? Have you ever been a student athlete? Have you ever been around student athletes? You know how time intensive it is to wake up at 6 a.m. and lift or go to treatment. Then you go to practice. Up until three, four years ago, you're having two-a-days. Hell, Howard Stellenberger at FAU, at Miami, at Oklahoma was running three-a-days. And then there's class. Got to get that APR in check. Then there's studying. Then there's study hall. Then uh, it's back for film study to the facility. You tell me where the part-time job is going to be had, where you're going to make, make money off of a $7 an hour job on campus. Tell me how that's going to work. Meanwhile, your number on your jersey, if you're worth anything, is being sold at the bookstore for $75. And you don't see a cent of that. So boo-hoo to these coaches or to these old people that all they do is read books about entrepreneurship, and they're going to complain today about these young whippersnappers who are being entrepreneurs. The same thing they read about and they try and teach the younger generation about. Be creative. Put yourself out there. Contribute to capitalism. Apply your own path. That's what the student-athletes are doing. And it starts today. And there's nothing that's stopping this. This is the new normal in college sports, and this is the way it should be. Because how dare you dictate how someone else should be able to apply their future path? Oh, but the education's going to come in handy for them down the road. All right, and if they want it, they can get it. Great. But while they're making millions for that university that they're representing and for that inept organization that oversees them, the one with the four letters, then they sure as hell deserve to make some money for their efforts as well. 888-760-3776. Are you on board or against NIL, on board or against name, image, and likeness. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. In case you missed it earlier this week, our sports agent insider and sports law insider Pat Lawler joined us for his usual Tuesday segment. He talked a lot about name, image, and likeness. And uh, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, they know a lot about personal injury matters. They win cases. They win compensation for their clients. And they know 
that it, when there's a personal injury matter, whether it be a slip and fall or automobile, a boat accident, a motorcycle accident, any form of personal injury, it's confusing. You don't know who you can trust, and you've really got to be careful. There are a lot of people, especially in South Florida, that just want to rip you off. You need someone to depend on, and that's Pat Lawler, and that's Lawler and Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. I've known Pat for a long time, and the guy just flat out does what he says he's going to do, and that's represent you and he will earn your trust and he is going to bat for you that's pat lawler lawler and associates personal injury attorneys free consultation it's easy to remember want to lawyer up.com want to lawyer up.com get your free consultation with pat lawler lawler and associates personal injury attorneys and he will set the wheels in motion to get you the compensation you deserve in a personal injury matter that's want to lawyer up.com lawler and associates personal injury attorneys talking bbq gonna get you right for independence day weekend yeah barbecue thoughts or you need some tips on barbecue have we got the right man for you? Doug Mosley, Barbecue News Magazine, joins us next. He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. What do you have on tap on the grill or in the smoker this weekend? Well, if you have barbecue plans, you're not going to let the rain uh, keep you from that. You're, you're hardcore. You're dedicated. And for those of you 
We're talking barbecue in just a moment here on Ken Levicka Live here on a Thursday. Again, this is our final live show of the week. We'll have best of tomorrow, and then you'll, um, at least a vast majority of you, will have a three-day weekend, and we'll resume the ridiculousness next Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3. But a man that I've known for a long time, he uh, he masquerades as the executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, but uh, I prefer to know him as the all-knowing sage with Barbecue News Magazine. Doug Mosley with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, Doug, in the pantheon of barbecue holidays, Independence Day, is that at the top of your list? You know, it's an important one, Ken. It sure <laughs> is. And thanks for that intro, man. I, I can't live up to that. Of course, you, you've exposed my alter ego here by, uh, you know... <laughs> I love it. I love but yeah, it. Yeah, Fourth of July is always a big barbecue weekend. I mean, you know, for one thing, you know, there's a lot of sales on with the stuff you need. That there's usually great sales on with uh, whatever you're going to throw on the grill, and so yeah, it's it's it ranks up there. Plus, you know, there's plenty of people running around shooting off explosives, yep. so that makes it even more exciting. Absolutely, it brings an added element to the proceedings. Uh, I do want to ask you, as someone who writes about barbecue, again, Barbecue News Magazine, Doug Mosley with us here on ESPN 106.3. We're not talking grill masters here. I don't expect that a lot, a lot of our listeners are like going for awards or anything this weekend, but to you, someone who has a great appreciation for really good barbecue, what is a must for Independence Day at Doug Mosley's Barbecue? You know, and, and I was thinking about that, you know, right before, and I was like, you know, this weekend, what am I cooking? I'm cooking tri-tip. Okay. It's, it's what I like right now, and what I'm really getting good tri-tip from a supplier. It's, And I think that's the key to it. You know, if you're getting good pork, um, you know, pulled pork or ribs or something like that, but I've got a place right now where I know I can get really good tri-tip. It turns out fantastic, and it always makes an impression. So it, and so it's it's not the same thing from year to year. Granted, everybody's going to have a hot dog or two around, yeah. right? Yeah. But um, what are you know good ingredients? That's that's always the key. You know whether it's you know the protein you're starting with, or the rub you're putting on it, or the sauce you're serving with it. It's it, good ingredients is a key. Whether it be beef or pork or maybe even something not that, but those are the two prime examples for someone who's just getting into it uh, and they're starting to get creative with the grill. What is something you would recommend that that it has a, a lower possibility of going terribly wrong? Is something that could still come out okay? So I'll put it to you this way, you know, because I spent five years on the competition barbecue circuit, okay. and you know, you'd always get kind of that newbie that wanted to do something and I'll, I'll tell you the mistake so many of them like we were cooking in a kcbs contest and that includes chicken okay everybody thinks they can cook chicken chicken is the hardest to cook yeah. chicken is absolutely the one where more people have you know crash and burn <laughs> um a pork is probably more forgiving uh certain cuts of beef a brisket i mean you know, the thing with the brisket is you're going to cook it until it looks like a meteorite anyway to reach that internal temp that you need. Yeah. So those can be a little bit more, you know, ribs are a little touchy, so those are harder, obviously, than pork shoulder or brisket. Man, the brisket, and again, we're talking with uh, Doug Mosley, Barbecue News Magazine. He has he has judged the barbecue circuit. He's also the executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Um, uh, but uh, brisket... So many people on social media want to put pictures of their brisket up, and I see this year after year, and there are a lot of people that just don't seem like they actually know what they're doing. They're proud of something that's really not what brisket is supposed to be. It seems like that can be fairly unforgiving at times, even though, like you said, you're cooking it forever. Like There is an art to that whole thing. Well, and, and it's a, what you, you know. It's really about which cuts of the brisket you're talking about. You got the mm-hmm. flat, which is you know what you're going to slice it and you get the point. And the point is a lot more forgiving because there's a lot more. I mean, let's face it, fat in that part. You know, the point or the flat you can dry out very easily. So that's why I always tell people watch your internal temperatures and that. But you know, you want to take it to the next level with brisket, and that's burn ends. And yes. that is like the fine wine of, of a smoked brisket when you got burn-ins coming out of that's that's good eating right oh, there. Let's go, Doug. I love this. This is uh, this is this is the best guest idea I've ever had. Um, I, I want to talk about sauces. 
um, because sauces, it, it, there's two different camps. Like, hey, I'm going to slather my meat in this sauce, or you know what? Light sauce or no sauce, and I'm just strictly a rub person. Where do you land on that spectrum? Well, I'm, I'm good. Definitely have a rub, even if it's just a simple salt and pepper okay. rub and with maybe a little paprika for something. But I'm definitely going to have a rub. I mean, that's when you're putting the flavor profile on it. And the sauce is always on the side. You know, I mean, so many people want to put the sauce on the meat while it's over the fire, and they forget that there's a lot of sugars in a sauce, and the fire or the, or the heat will make that burn, and it'll get that, that bitter taste. But when it comes to sauce, I always encourage people, well, for one thing, make sure you pair your sauce right with the meat. You know, if yeah. you're talking like ribs or something, make sure you're using a sauce that goes well with ribs. Chicken is certainly different from that, and so is, so is like a Texas-style smoked beef. But, you know, don't feel like you got to get exotic on sauce. And this <laughs> is, you know, when people say, what's, like, the secrets of the competition circuit? And uh-huh. look, if you've watched those barbecue shows on TV, you've seen Myron Mixon, and I have literally competed right next door to Myron Mixon And let me tell you, he's and a lot of the guys out there doing the same thing. They're taking an ordinary, everyday, very inexpensive sauce and then plussing it up, you know, doctoring it to make it fit whatever they're cooking. And generally, they're going to put a little bit of the rub of the meat in the sauce. They may, you know, if they want a little more acidic, a little more vinegar, maybe not so much. But I can't tell you how many guys on the competition circuit, at least when I was competing, they had bottles of craft in their their tent <laughs> that they were doctoring up. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Uh, the deep, dark, hidden secrets of the barbecue tour. I love that. <laughs> um, be, because he'll never come on again as our barbecue insider unless uh, I, I do this. I want to make sure that everybody knows. Roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl, December 18th, 11 a.m., FAU Stadium. We cannot wait for it. Barbecue, you can barbecue and eat barbecue earlier in the morning. That's what we're going to do at FAU Stadium with that 11 a.m. on December 18th. Go to RoofclaimBocaRatonBowl.com to find out more roofclaimbocaratonebowl.com Doug uh all seriousness this was excellent these are very good tips outstanding insight and please have a great independence day weekend okay well you as well you as well what are you cooking by the way <laughs> uh, about that, Doug. So I'm more of a, being a Midwesterner, I uh, grew up on the sausage circuit. Uh, and so I'm, I'm one to make uh, beer brats on a regular basis. That's sort of my grilling Nothing specialty. Wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. I do what I can because I don't want to embarrass my family. So I stay within my comfort zone. <laughs> All right. All right, Doug, appreciate you. Doug Mosley, again, executive director of the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl uh, and uh, contributor to Barbecue News Magazine, not to mention a judge on the barbecue circuit and competitor on the barbecue circuit as well. Hope you took notes. I did that for you. And if you missed any part of it, you can go to the Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Want to tell you about the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, FAU, FAU Stadium, 11 a.m., December 18th. Well, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, uh, there have been over the years a number of their students that have worked with the uh, uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, both in the lead-up and then also again on game day, organizing the game. Yep, FAU MBA Sport Management Program students and alums. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, 22 years, going on 22 years of doing it. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. Fall semester classes are coming up. And you can sign up for them now. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. When we return, we are going to be giving away our weekly $55050 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Because, yeah, you might be barbecuing this weekend, but you also need to get your craft beer fix and you need your sports watching fix. And it might as well happen in North Palm Beach at Stormhouse Brewing off of US 1, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard. But a $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing on the line when we return. And an important question. What are you people doing with your dogs this weekend? He's Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.
from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. I'm sincerely asking because this is a struggle every year, as many of you know. With all the fireworks, all the explosions, what do you do with your dog? This weekend, like I, I, I genuinely need to pick brains because I feel so terrible for Howard. And yes, that's my dog that I named after Howard Schnellenberger. But I feel so badly for Howard every year with the fireworks. What do you do with your dog? 888-760-3776. uh, What do you do with your, your, your dog on the 4th of July? Uh, I, I want to make sure that we are giving ourselves enough time to not only talk about dogs here going into the 4th of July, but also enough time for someone, some lucky listener, to win a $50 gift card, a $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. So we're going to get to that. We're going to do a little NBA old school trivia, a little NBA old school trivia here on Ken Levick Alive, uh, Stormhouse Trivia for that $50 gift card to Stormhouse Brewing. But this weekend, it is going to be hot. And there is a potential of a tropical storm early next week. So here is what I am pleading with you to do. Have an air conditioning plan because you never know if, if a tropical storm comes Power's going to get knocked out. You never know how humid it's going to be. You just There's so many variables during hurricane season. You have to have an air conditioning plan, and this is where EDS comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning, family-owned and operated. They know Palm Beach County. They've been doing it here for 15 years, both residential and commercial services. And it's not just AC with them. It's plumbing as well. Two-hour appointment windows, and here's the deal. They try to work around you, not the other way around. They're asking, all right, when is best for you? And they're trying to accommodate you, not, oh, we'll be there between 12 and 5. That doesn't do anybody any good. They're trying to work around you at EDS Air Conditioning. Licensed and insured, uniform technicians, and they're dependable, and they have the best service as evidenced by their train comfort specialist tag. They're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. They have the best parts. They have the best service. It is EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, have your AC plan as there is a possibility of our first tropical storm of the year coming. EDSairconditioning.com. EDSairconditioning.com. Log on. Give them a call. Get things set up if you have an AC issue or a plumbing issue. That's EDSairconditioning.com. EDS is yes. All right, a little Stormhouse trivia. And uh, make sure that you have your phones ready. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And right after we give this question, I'll make sure that we get into a little Stormhouse Brewing What's on Tap as well. But... As we get into old school NBA Stormhouse Brewing Trivia, Stormhouse Trivia. This man was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns the last time they went to the NBA Finals. This man was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns the last time that they were in the NBA Finals. 888-760-3776-888-760-3776. $50, a 50, not 15, not one five, but 50, $50 gift card on the line to Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. They have all the TVs, all the sports. The craft beer that they brew on site is delicious. The coffee stout, the sour, absolutely love it. Uh, their full food menu, that's the biggest thing. They're a craft brewery with a full food menu. How is that even possible, and why doesn't that exist more? Well, Good thing, because Stormhouse Brewing, they're elite from that standpoint. Stormhouse Brewing, Crystal Cove Commons, uh, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard, US 1 in North Palm Beach, my good friends at Stormhouse Brewing. This man was the head coach of the Phoenix Suns the last time they went to the NBA Finals. Let's start and see if we're going to be a one-and-done as we go to Stewart. That's where we find Ed. Ed, do you have the correct answer? Who was the last... Uh, the, the the head coach of the Phoenix Suns was whom the last time they were in the NBA Finals? Uh, it's just a guess. I'm going to say Paul Westfall. Ed, you, my friend, 
are taking a visit to Stormhouse Brewing. $50 gift card for you just guessing that, and for you to pull out Paul Westfall is extremely impressive. Um, uh, Don't be so humble. You can admit that you knew it because you're a nerd. That's totally fine. Congratulations uh, uh, for for the $50 Stormhouse Brewing gift card, and uh, have a great Fourth of July weekend, okay? Yeah, I will. One one quick note. I I was listening earlier. I I don't know if you... uh, if I, I, I just turned the radio back on. Did anybody mention Walter Payton? For the Nobody Bears mentioned for... Walter Payton, and uh, that's another terrible, egregious miss on my part. Walter Payton, <laughs> and I think what, what overshadows that, though, is the fact that he didn't score in the Super Bowl. I mean, there's, Absolutely. there's there are Absolutely. many who say, oh, that was great for Walter, but they want to focus on the negative with that. But that's a good call, Ed. So not only do you win the gift yeah. card, but you also bring up a great name. What a hell of a performance from you today. Have a great weekend, okay? Thanks, Ed. All right. Uh, so Ed and Stewart knew that Paul Westfall was the Phoenix Suns head coach all the way back in 1993. That was the first go-around of the first Bulls three-peat. That concluded that. That, of course, John Paxson hitting the three in Game 6, beating Paul Westfall and his sons, Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley. And that was the uh, conclusion of the first Bulls three-peat. Since we've been talking about Stormhouse Brewing, we might as well, Joe Rigotti, get a little Stormhouse Brewing. What's on tap? What's on tap is brought to you by Stormhouse Brewing. All right, so Stormhouse Brewing is a South Florida inspired brew pub focusing on great beers, tasty food, and creating a unique atmosphere for all to enjoy. Pardon me, deep voice. I didn't know you were jumping in. All right, Stormhouse Brewing, what's on tap? And this one is a no brainer because. Tonight, we are going to find out if what I said yesterday is actually the case that the Milwaukee Bucks are actually the most equipped shorthanded team left in the playoffs to win a championship, at least put themselves in a position. There will be no Giannis, but luckily for him and the Bucks and Milwaukee, no structural damage. First reported yesterday by Adrian Wojnarowski, but he will not play tonight in Game 5 uh, in Milwaukee, an 8.30 tip time, and it's here on ESPN 106.3. The Hawks and Bucks even 2-2, and uh, the best place to catch the NBA playoffs, other than listening to them on ESPN 106.3, is to pop into Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach. Get yourself one of those on-site crafted beers, something off their great gastropub menu, and hang out. Watch one of their huge 15 flat-screen TVs, all that space to cozy up in a corner, and watch Game 5 tonight of the Eastern Conference Finals, the Giannis-less Bucks and the Hawks. That is Stormhouse Brewing. What's on tap? Want to thank everybody for hanging out with us. Want to thank Doug Mosley of Barbecue News Magazine. And, oh, yeah, the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl for his barbecue tips. Stay away from the chicken. That was my biggest takeaway. If you're not comfortable barbecuing and you want to do it, don't go with the chicken. It's dangerous from a multitude of reasons. Uh, Joe Rigotti, great stuff the last couple of days. And he'll be back with me next week because Coquel decided to take, like, two whole weeks off. How dare he? For Joe Rigotti, I'm Ken Lavica. Please, please, please have a safe weekend. We'll have best of tomorrow here at noon. This has been Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. Goodbye.